Warning, this podcast will be talking about movies. We have opinions. Our opinions are right. We are professionals. But if you disagree with us, that's great. We just don't want to hear about it. And if you don't think we're going to cuss, you're a fucking idiot. Also, we're going to get things wrong. We guarantee it. We're trying our best, but who has time for research? Again, we don't want to hear about it. Finally, there will be spoilers. We're going to talk about the movie in depth. You have been warned. Love. TV and a movie. Welcome to TV and a Movie. I'm Troy, and with me is the woman who puts the duh in fun duh mentally unsound. Virginia! We're here to show a movie that might break her, that might want to have her stop doing the podcast. I did not need to watch a movie to do that. That's fair. <laughs> but this might give you an actual incentive as opposed to just your overwhelming desire in wishing you were dead. Oh, well. So, I did get you. Tell me not to do it. Don't do it. Tell me not to do it. Don't do it. I gotta do it. Oh, Mandy. Well, you came and you got me a goblin. I didn't know that you'd set her on fire. Nailed it. Nailed it. A little too (laughs) much info, but now there's just a glimmer of what you're in for when we watch 2018's... Mandy. Hit that trailer! You think you're so in love? I'll show you love. Oh man, they wronged you. You exceeded the cosmic darkness. It glowed from within. Strange and eternal. Virginia? Yes? Virginia, are you okay? I'm fine. You made it. I did make it, unfortunately. Unfortunately? (laughs) We're going to talk all about it. Are you ready? No. You don't even want to talk about it? I guess. Come on, we got this. So, the movie... Well, yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) I'll get you there. I'm going to win you over. This all makes sense. This is a tale of revenge, of supernatural horror, of true love. What the fuck is that? What, what is true love? Yeah. All those things? Yeah, all those things. You know what they are. It's like... Yeah, things that should not be mashed up together in some dumb movie. Well, I tend to disagree with you, but let's talk it out. So this movie starts with a poem. Mm -hmm. Did you write it down? I did write it down. Oh, yeah, because I kept stopping so that I could, because, like, it's going too fast! Meanwhile, I wrote it down, so do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Will you give it the gravitas it. it deserves? No. All right, I'm ready. When I die, uh, bury me deep, lay two speakers at my feet, wrap some headphones around my head, and rock and roll me when I'm dead. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a movie about, like, a band. That's fair. Because I don't get 
how this fucking poem goes the rest of the fucking movie. That's a good question. I don't know either. It's just rock and roll, baby. That's not good enough for you? No. Well, let's talk about the star of the movie, Nicolas Cage. He's pretty awesome, right? What movies have you seen him in? I know I've seen him, but I'm completely blanking right now. He was in Raising Arizona. I've not seen that. He was in... Oh, boy. He was in a lot of... Quick Search. Quick Search. Wait for it. He was in Drive Angry. He was in... Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He was in Con Air. He was in... Oh, boy, this is a lot. <laughs> Faster. Uh, Mandy, Ghost Rider, National Treasure, Con Air, Face Off, Knowing, um, Lord of War, Leaving Las Vegas, Left Behind, The Family Man, uh... The Wicker Man, Spider-Man. All right, that's enough. We got it. Oh, well, I'm just trying to... Have you seen any? You haven't seen any Sorcerer's of those yet? Apprentice. Okay, I've seen The Sorcerer's. Okay. No. No, I haven't. I'm thinking of something else. This um, is really exciting as the ass. listeners hear you go through your phone. Kick-Ass. I've seen that. I guess I really haven't seen him in a lot of movies. That's fair. Well, he's... A legend. Oh, the Croods! I've seen. Uh, I saw that. Uh, will you stop? Put that down. Nobody wants to hear about his role in the Croods. You didn't like that movie. I didn't see that movie. Okay, well, that movie was better than this movie. How dare you say that an animated caveman movie is better than this movie? Yeah, Dad. It teaches you that family's everything. So does this movie. His family was everything to him, so he had to kick some ass. Okay, if you were killed, if you were kidnapped by a supernatural black leather biker gang, taken to a cult, drugged up on insect venom. I'm down. You're you're into this so far? You were taken to a cult leader who wanted you to join his cult, and then you laughed at him. That tracks. That would be you. (laughs) Yeah. And then you're dragged back to me who's tied up with barbed wire and they put you in a bag and set you on fire. How do you think I would react? That's like, smells like some good ass barbecue. <laughs> no, I would fight demons and cults. I wouldn't and- ask you to do that. I'd be happy with death. But I wouldn't be happy well, with your death. I would be happy with death because I do not want to remember this movie. Ugh. Alright, let's get going. I'm gonna win I'm gonna win her over, folks. She doesn't understand. I don't. I really just Let's get it happening. So we start out with log moving. Lumberjacks. They're in a forest. He's a real man. Would you not say that red is a real man. Yeah, I would say that. Besides some later events that happen. I don't even want to know what you're talking about, because he is never not a real man. In the bathroom scene. That's manly. That is manly. We'll get there. So we cut to... A helicopter. 
We cut to a helicopter. We cut to... Smoking a pipe. Eagle slash girl drawing. Is this like word association? I put question Eagle drawing. Mark. Pipe. Helicopter. What's the first word that comes into your head when I say these things? I put question marks next to everything as they were popping up on the screen because I was so confused. All right. Well, Mandy's a drawer. A drawer. She's a drawer. She's a... (laughs) (laughs) She's an artist. And she's a reader. Yes. And she's very talented in what she does. She's pretty. She is very pretty. She and Red love each other so much. Yes. They're the perfect couple. Yeah. Uh And they live in a cabin. They do. So this is... There's different acts to this movie. So the first act is The Shadow Mountains. Yes. And they sell us the year, 1983. I mean, you already hear... Do you know who Ronald Reagan is? I'm sorry. No history. He... Everybody knows. I don't need to say it. But just for you... He was a shitty president, right? Right? Was that him? We're not supposed to get political, but yes. Oh, okay. So, he's on the radio, so you know we're in the 80s. We can get political. Okay. He's not... Not current day politics. No, not current day politics. Politics. <laughs> My dumbass. <laughs> Quit distracting. We're talking about Mandy. So you, they pull up record playing. Well, yeah. Well, he scares Mandy. Yeah. Premonition of what's to come. He makes the best knock knock joke ever. What? Knock knock. Who's there? Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada who? Eric Estrada from Chips. That was a 70s TV show about California Highway Patrol, otherwise known as C-H-I-P-S. She has the blankest look. We need to get you some education, some culture. What do you mean, Dad? I went to the shittiest high school in town. I got some good-ass education. They obviously didn't show you Chips, so you're way off. They showed me roots, though. They did show Cultural you roots. Cultural appreciation. We that's you make that sound like that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. No, we watched roots when I was in high school. Oh, well, yes, make old joke now. Yeah, that was a that was a huge deal in the seventies when that was on. I mean, I I liked it. I just didn't understand why they were making us watch it. Because you need to know more about other cultures, white bread. That's not why they made us watch it. Why they make you watch it? Shots fired high school here. What? Well, this is in middle school. Okay. I don't know. I think he was just bored and wanted uh, it to be a time filler. Yeah, that that could very well track, too. You could have the surface of, hey, I'm broadening your minds, but instead I just don't feel like teaching anything. I mean, Roots is a powerful message, don't get me wrong, and something you should know. But if you're showing TV because you don't want to teach, that's not cool. I mean, I was down with that. You're distracting me again! Sorry. Bed, skylight, stars, book about the galaxy. And they're talking about their favorite planets. What is her favorite planet? I don't remember. Her favorite planet is Jupiter. Saturn. His is Saturn. Good. Smart man. Is Saturn your favorite? Yeah. Why? Rings? pretty. Because you like it, so you want to put a ring on it? I was about to make that same joke. Oh, I beat you. You would have sang it better, though, than me just saying it. Boating, rowboat, scenic views, campfire. 
Mandy swims. She, it's, like, I don't know if she was, like, wearing contacts or something, but one of her pupils looked w- way bigger than the other, and then you could really see her scar there, scar underneath her eye. Oh, I didn't notice the scar underneath the eye. Well, you could see it, like, a few times, but sometimes you didn't, and, um... She has very emotional eyes. Yeah, they're, she has big eyes. She has big eyes, but they're beautiful, but oh, they yeah, are yeah, very I telling. I could see there being some context in there to make them more powerful. Yeah. But I don't know if that actually happened or not. Then they're in bed, prismatic views, animal noises. Yeah, screaming in woods, question mark. Well, Mandy has a dream. See, Dad, I at this point, I didn't get what was happening, so I didn't write anything down because I just, I didn't even know how I see to. notes. Yeah, no, this was like after like a good five minutes of not knowing what the fuck was happening or don't what you, to write down. Don't you enjoy the visuals? Doesn't that oh, look yeah, amazing? The, the visuals are pretty. See? But the... <laughs> Mandy has a dream. There's some kind of baby deer thing in the woods. Oh, that was a dream? I got that. That was a dream. That did, She did not actually see a mutant baby deer in the woods. Oh. Do you think it was real? You don't know what's real or what's fantasy. Dad, I don't know. Virginia, this is all fantasy. We're not really here. I feel like it. You're in bed on a flaming hot Cheeto coma. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> TV static, back to bed. and then Laying together watching TV and Red has a bad dream. But he can't remember his bad dream. What do you think it was? This movie? I knew you were going to say that! <laughs> well, I was going to say her dying, but then I was like, nah, this movie was worse that, than Maybe that dying. was the dream, though. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he was seeing the future. All rules are off in this movie. Okay, we should have, like, an eye roll count. Because we're already <laughs> up to, like, three. We should do, like, this in video form. So they can actually see you get no, mad. No, they can't see that I don't take care of myself. You look beautiful. You're a precious little angel. Okay, I know. Yeah, you do know. He wants to move, but she likes it there. If only they had moved. <sighs> and then... And then she talks about the story about her dad killing a baby sterling. Is that a bird? Starling. Starling? Yes, that is a kind of bird. And she had a... She was telling a story where there was a cherry tree. Her dad captured baby starlings in a pillowcase and showed the kids how to kill them. What the fuck is up with that? I don't... Well, I mean, that she obviously... Well, just based off that story, you know that it probably escalated or had already escalated. So he probably did worse to her than that. And then... But instead of killing the starlings, she ran away. That's a good... That's some good insight there. See, you're getting it. Four... Fourth eye roll. Mandy washed and ran away, though. Yes. She's a good person. Yeah. Red consoles her. And then she's reading a book that I found out is not a real book, but it looked cool. Seeker of the Serpent Eye. Would you read, like, a fantasy book like that? Do I read in general? Good point. (laughs) Would you watch a movie based on that book, Seeker of the Serpent Eye? No, that sounds stupid. Well, she was into it. Well... Everyone in the 80s uh, read books like that. Well, what I've found interesting about that... Yes. ...was that she had a dollar bill for a bookmark. Yeah, I wrote that down, too. What's up with that? There has to be some symbolism there. Everything in this movie has symbolism. Are you sure? 
No. But for the sake of the podcast, yes, write us if well, you know what the symbolism is. Well, she didn't need that dollar, so... Maybe that's maybe that's what the cult did. They, oh, spoiler alert. Maybe they saw that dollar and they're like, yeah, money, baby. No. You don't think so? He told her why. I know he did tell her why. We'll get there. So she's wearing a pentagram then, shirt. She's wearing all these heavy metal t-shirts. She's mm-hmm. badass. Well, and then you could, again, see more of the scar underneath her eye. I wonder how she got that. Did it ever say? They didn't say. Probably her dad. Do you think that was real? Do you think she actually has a scar? We'll have to look that up later for future segments. Yeah, maybe. The fog turns red. She's walking and smoking. Then, like, then comes a van from the smoke. And then you see, like, five or four to five people in the van. And they're just all looking at her. Mystery people. Yeah. The main guy in the van sees Mandy and he's into her. Yeah. He's enamored. Ew. And they pause on her. Like, he is, like, utterly fixated in a totally gross way. They lock eyes. And then, clap. Next segment. Children Children of of the the New Dawn. Dawn. We come across Mm. Jeremiah. He's mean. He is mean. Like, you could tell that from the first minute. With me, you will not ascend. So they all have to do his bidding because they think he's their pathway to whatever heaven they think exists. Gross. Then you see an older woman and Brother Mm -hmm. Swan. And Mm -hmm. he's like mean to them and brother swan is given the horn of abraxas i'm glad you said that because i would be like it's a rock slash flute thing yes and and this is the first time they do it one other time Mm -hmm. but they do like green strobe lights when they show it and it's like oh green typically means uh if i remember right reality in most things but that's weird because this I would say this is the first part of the movie that is very unlike reality because everything else you could almost buy as as I guess that could happen but it's messed up but you're using this flute rock thing to summon someone that we're getting to in a bit and that's almost where it becomes a little supernaturally horror like yes well I'm it. I'm fairly certain that that's what it symbolizes in most books and movies. So this is I bet it, so you know this is a documentary. This is all real. Yeah. So Oh, it is. Yeah, this really happened. Oh, dad, shut up. <laughs> this is all true. So, yeah, so we see and then he... the, we see um the old woman, we see brother Swan, we see assorted other people. Mhm. And they say when they're trying to get Mandy, he also says, offer up the pork or two. Yep. Because he couldn't find his nose in her mirror. There's a larger gentleman that's on there. He's really uh, not that big, though. He's not that big, but they're basically using him as fodder to get what they want. Yeah. Because they have to summon somebody, as we said. And we'll find out who in a bit. And then at the very end of this, um, he says, bring in Lucy. And then, like, it's like... They don't say or show specifically, but you know that she's being sent to have sex with him. Right. Bad. Bad. And don't then, don't join a cult. Don't well, at make this point. Women I said, do what they don't want to do. At this point, I said, "Is this a cult?" Because I was still like, "What the fuck?" You figured it out. You saw you, that's the missing piece of the puzzle. Now you love it. Fifth eye roll, folks. So then we cut to the store. Mandy's reading and working, and that 
They're at Crystal Lake. What? Does that tie it all together? So, like, Jason is one of the bikers? No. Oh, no. And she was. I did write Crystal well. Lake, though. Oh. Did you have that written down? Yeah. What is There's something mentioned that, that is Crystal Lake. And yeah, that, that's where they live. Like she said, oh, I live, like, down by Crystal Lake. That's right. I think there's a connection. No. I think Jason I is the main bad guy. I don't. I think Jeremiah Sands, the cult leader, turns into Jason. Dad. So she works at a convenience store, and Mandy is, like, weirded out by her. Yeah, well, she's weird. Yeah, I don't She's remember. on a different plane of reality. I don't remember everything she was asking or talking about, but man, I just remember Mandy was like, what the fuck? Well, I don't blame her. And she had I every mean, reason to be, as we'll find out. Yeah. Because then we cut to the van camped outside of their house. And Brother Swan is with the guy I called Mouth Breather Jones. See... At first, I thought that that was Jeremiah because him and Jeremiah look similar. They do look similar. So I thought that that was Jeremiah. But, but every I found scene out, he's like, in, he was like, <gasps> like wide open mouth. Ugh. I know, right? Gross. And then he kept putting down the window and rolling it back up. Oh. And, down the window and rolling it back up. And let me tell you, I already hated this movie. That made it even worse. That made it even worse. Yeah, I wrote that, yeah, he rolls the window up and down, and Swan is also as exasperated as you. Yes. So then, Brother Swan blows the horn. Yep. And at first, all you can really see is, like, floating lights. There's some ethereal music. The fog rolls in. Then you see weird figures on bikes. I wrote, we learn more about them later, but at this point, I wrote ATV slash biker demons. And the mm -hmm. cult talks to them. Mm-hmm. The demon strokes Swan face, and then Swan gives them a jar of blood, because they yes. say they're hard to understand. Yes. We should have watched with subtitles, but I know he said blood for blood. Yes. First things first. More blood. Then we cut to Red and Mandy. I'm pretty sure they're watching the Don Dohler classic, The Alien Factor. Yeah, which, I think I had to ask you for that, because I don't fucking know. I think it was, which I also love. And then Red is outside smoking, and he just kind of, like, he literally takes two drags of a cigarette and then throws it out. I think, and, that, I think that made you the maddest in the movie. Well, I'm not a smoker, but why would you waste that? He He's Red. He can do whatever he wants, baby. We didn't know that yet. Well, if he's only going to take two drags from a cigarette, that's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm going to start smoking. Yeah, you do that. Take two drags and set it on the ground right in front of you. Oh, that glare. That was like a... You'll get some fucking a, hands up your mouth. <laughs> Jeremiah Sands glare on that one. And then you see that... Well, I labeled them as gods. Because I didn't know what the fuck they were. They're, so I was like gods watching Mandy. Well, house. they're gods. I wrote demons. They're this, like this. They are more demons, but I didn't know what they were. Right. At first. They're kind of like I guess got this Hellraiser vibe well, from them, which I haven't seen. But you oh, know, I like the pinhead because well, there's the one with the nails assumed, in his head. Well, I assumed that because they had to blow the horn, that they were some kind of god or something. I agree with you. That's where, for the most part, 
this is kind of based in reality, but then you get weird things like the spectral bikers, and you get the pyramid in the middle of the of the of the uh, canyon later, and there's just enough where you're like, "What's going on here?" So you find out evil's outside. The lights are blinking. Demons appear in the house. Brother Swan and the demons, yeah, appear. And they take Mandy and Red. And they pin him to the floor. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at each other. They're freaked out. I would be. Understandably. That's messed up. And then... The demons kill the bigger guy, meaning the porker. Yes. That they referenced earlier. And yes. then you... Cut I, two. Well, I thought Red was dead, too. That's fair. Because he was with the bigger guy. But then... But they were using him as leverage, as we'll find out. Yes. And you find out he's fine. Well, well as fine, fine as ish alive. Yes. And then you go to the older woman and Lucy with Mandy. And they... Well, Lucy is just kind of like, Yeah, I'm here for the ride. Woohoo. But the is that older- what she talked like? If she talked. I don't even yeah. know if she talks. I don't think she talks, but the older woman is mean. She ties Mandy up. She slaps her. Mm-hmm. The old lady's jealous. Yeah, because uh, Jeremiah is, like, in love with Mandy. And old the old lady, for lack of a better name, is like, that's my man. Yeah. And then she drops something into her eye. Yeah, she gives her some kind of weird-ass eye drop. And then... She says, well, she takes out a bug, mm-hmm. and she says, and I call this the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. And then the bug uh, causes her to be disoriented, Yes, and she doesn't know what the fuck is happening. So Mandy's tripping. Yes. And uh, I don't remember who said this, but I put this down as a quote, dreaming is heaven right now, why don't you join us in that dream? I think the old lady said that. I think you're right. So they take Mandy to the cult leader and his disciples. Uh, you called out to me? Yes. So he thinks he's God. Yes. And the carpenters, I think is how he referenced all of his other people. No, the carpenters... Oh, yeah, no, that was the the band. band that his music was kind of based on, but he... Yes. Well... And after that, like, after she was taken to him, I literally, I put WTF. Because I knew some weird, dumb shit was going to happen. Some weird, dumb shit did happen. The path I have always been destined for. And And then... He said a few other things. He did. He (laughs) wants his children to love one another. Love, in quotes. So we find out that Jeremiah Sands was a musician. He plays a song. He does this weird interpretive dance. Mm-hmm. We found out he was kicked out of the band, but then he was graced with a hot, loving light. This is totally 80s. Like, I'm sure, like, because of all the drugs and all that dumb shit that happened in the 80s, like, this. Oh my God. I wow. Can't. You're being mean about the 80s. There's lots of good in the 80s. Like what? Um, Duran Duran. Um, A Flock of Seagulls. Uh, Deedly Boppers. Uh, <laughs> all these are good, I promise you. <laughs> okay. That's two bands and one accessory. 
No? We better move on. So, like, it shows, like, Jeremiah's face. And to me, it almost looked like they were overlapping Mandy and Jeremiah's face. Did you that, were 1,000% correct. Look like, okay. Because they would fade in and out. And, like, when he's talking to her and she's tripping, their faces are merging. But I, I didn't know why. I think it's just the drugs. Yeah. That's what then, she's seeing. But there's definitely a merge. Because then sometimes it'll snap out of fade out of it, and it'll just be his face. What do you what? I don't know what who what what I put, but I said who was wrong. He thinks he can anything. I did not complete that. All sentence. right, let me get into what Jeremiah says. I got this. So when he's graced with the hot loving light, that was Satan, and Satan says that they, the band, were wrong. You, Jeremiah, were right, and he's told to take what is mine. His wants, his needs, his pleasures. And Mandy is a special one. Let us be so very special together. As you said earlier. Blah. Blah. So he, this is your favorite part of the movie. He gets naked. Yeah. I saw you. You were like, yum, yum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were not yum, yum. I was like, oh, dad, why the fuck would you yeah, that's when watch you, this? Yeah, that's when you officially got mad at me for making you watch this. I promise you she was not yum, yum. She was definitely what the fuck. And Mandy starts laughing. What do you think she's laughing about? Because she asked about the song. I, do you think it's just the whole thing? It's She's just like, what the act... I think she's like me. Like, what the actual fuck is happening? Because the song is bad. He's naked. She's tripping. And, uh, yeah. She starts laughing. And then Jeremiah, of, obvi- of course, gets mad. And then just... She he- laughs harder. Yes. Well, to me, at this point, it looks like... Well, because of, like, I guess the way maybe his hands are doing, but it didn't actually show. Is he jerking off? No. I didn't see that. He was all, like, shut up, and he was telling the cult well, not yeah, to look at him. yeah, but then I thought, yeah, but then I thought he was, like, jerking off to be like, well, fuck you, bitch. I don't think so. No? Okay, maybe. I could be wrong. There's a lot going on in this movie. So, this, as it has been established, this movie has its weird moments, so yeah. that would not surprise yeah, me. Yeah, he's yelling and like, don't look at me, because he feels... He's shamed. Yeah. She called him out, and he's like, well, I'm a god, bitch. Yeah. And then Red is still alive, and Jeremiah is crying. Tell Jeremiah, me what to do. Don't ever doubt yourself. He is... He has these mood swings... To where he totally doubts himself and is crying and is utterly pathetic, but then he like prays to Satan or whatever he does, and he like does a one eighty and he's like, I'm the greatest. Like you said, don't ever doubt yourself. Now he he so he goes out to Red with Lucy and Brother Swan and he says now he's calling Mandy a whore. So before she was her special one. Now because of that, he's like, "Oh, well, she's a whore," and which neglected- is typical white boy thing to say. Oh, this girl doesn't like me. She's a whore. That you have never said anything more truer in your life. That is totally white boy privilege of disrespecting women. Yeah. Oh man, because you're gonna hurt me by calling me a whore. Haha. <laughs> You neglected you to me. mention. I didn't. I'm glad I did not interrupt that point because that was a great point. But you you did neglect to mention that Red was tied up outside with barbed wire around oh, his yeah. 
around his wrists and used as a gag. Yes. So he's stuck and he's bleeding. Mm-hmm. And then, so he forces Lucy to get down on the ground. And mm-hmm. at first I was like, oh no, some more sexual shit's gonna happen. It's like, fuck that. That but, is within the realm of possibility in this movie. Yeah. But she, he tells her to put a gun to her head and fire it. But it's unloaded. Well. Well, she does it's, fire. It's Russian roulette, so there's probably one bullet in it. So he oh. spins it, well, and you don't know if it's going to shoot her or not. Well, what I thought, it was, I thought it was completely unloaded, and he just wanted to prove to Red that I have these people who will literally do anything for me and anything that I say. Either way, they're doing it, and yeah. it's messed up. Yeah, it's fucked up. So, he, yeah, he said, tells her, show him how much you love me, click. And then she yeah. shows him a knife. And more green strobe lights. It's a, the blade of eternal light. The tainted blade. So it's even worse because it's tainted. Ooh. You don't have to say that more than twice. Tainted? Dad! <laughs> then he stabs Red. He stabs him with the tainted blade. Uh, isn't it funny how his name's Red and at the end of the movie he turns red? That's horrible. He's gone through so much, and you're laughing because he's covered no, no, in blood. I just thought of that. Like his name is okay. Anyways, and then they bring <laughs> they bring out a body bag and uh, hanged, and it's set on fire, and the bag is like moving. And at first, I honestly thought like, oh, they're just trying to fuck him up, red, and like there wasn't actually anyone in the fire. So I thought they were just trying to fuck with him and that there was actually no one in there. But no. No, she's seriously in there. She's seriously in there. They set him they set her on fire, he screams. The other cult members are into it. They're like excited. Yeah. Except for Lucy. Yeah, she's Lucy's just, not down. She's like, okay, like this isn't fine, but whatever. I don't even think she's like whatever. I feel she just she feels powerless. Yeah, that's true. She's kind of resolved to, well, this is my fate and I don't like it, but what am I going to do? Shrug. Either be in it or get killed. I wonder how she got in it. Like, I would like to see a backstory of just her and how she got so in it. So you want to see a sequel to well, Mandy. You cleared. liked it so much no. that you want to see more about it. I'm on board. No, I just want to see how the cult members got in. That's it. fair. That would be that would make for a fascinating movie. But then it would end on a downer because then the cult would be at full strength at the end of the movie. Blah. But then you'd watch the second one. Oh, or the okay. first one. So and you'd know. Panos, writer director, please make that movie so that Virginia and I can watch that and then watch Mandy again. Please. And maybe I'd have more clarity as to what the fuck is happening. Do you really think that's the case? Yeah. You think that that Wait, would clear what? this up? Do you think yes. that he made a prequel? Because yes. it'd be like, why is he doing this? What makes him think he can... Well, I think the key is here, sometimes just bad things happen. And that's what is happening here. Come on, Forensic Files Queen. Dumb. So, Red's devastated. Mm-hmm. The cult drives away. But they made their first mistake. They left Red alive. Yeah. 
That was dumb. And he gets free. Oh, after. he pulls his hands out of that barbed wire. Yeah, like nothing. And then he sees the ashes. And the ashes blow away. <sighs> her, her head disintegrates. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. Yes. And he goes back home. And he finds Mandy's shirt, which is actually his shirt, but Mandy wore it all the time. Yes. And then he just watches a commercial of the Cheddar Goblin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to take a time out. We need to take a time out, because let's talk about the majesty of genius that is the Cheddar Goblin. So he walks in. Is that a real brand? No, but it should be. Okay. So Cheddar Goblin is a commercial for macaroni and cheese. Oh, okay. So the reason I just wanted to go past it was because I thought it was a real thing. No, no. It's made for the movie. Oh, okay. There's no real product called Cheddar Goblin, but there should be. be. So it's this messed up commercial about these kids loving macaroni and cheese, and this goblin comes to them and throws up mac and cheese all over them. I'm down. (laughs) That's like your dream. Monster and mac and cheese. A monster that throws up mac and cheese into my mouth. I'm down. All right. We sign off on that. Please, Cheddar Goblin, come and save us. You're the hero we need in this world right now. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi, everybody. It's intermission time. Virginia, don't yawn. (laughs) This is the intermission. This is when we do give everybody a break, but we want them to be excited. That we're almost over. No, we've got a long ways to go yet. We're only Uh, halfway over. But, oh, I know. (laughs) We'll get there. Let's do some mistake catching up, and then we'll be done, and then get back to our review. You need to talk. I'm talking. All right. First of all, you asked if Mandy, the actor that played Mandy, had an actual scar. Okay. That she had on her cheek. She does not have an actual scar. But I learned a fun fact about Andrea Riseborough. She is a former contortionist who can coil her legs behind her head up to the calf. Ow. That's some stretchy stuff. How far can you get your leg up? You touched the top of your head. That's pretty good. Now I gotta try this. Good thing this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> oh! I need to do my yoga because I was like inches, even maybe a foot away from my head. So, Andrew Riseboro, you've got us beat. Someday we'll get there. Maybe. <laughs> That's life goals <laughs> to get our legs behind our head up to the calf. We should go up for the knee, both legs. All right. Maybe later. Um, Right after we finish this intermission, you're going to hear me mess up. So Virginia gets to laugh at me for messing up or chide me. I'm a dummy. But right after this intermission, I'm going to say that the emergency broadcast system test aired from 5 or 6 a.m. to midnight to 2 a.m. Strike that and reverse it because they wouldn't show the emergency broadcast test from 5 in the morning to 2 in the morning because... Then what would be on the TV? <laughs> There'd only be three hours of TV from like two to five. I mean, back then, that's all they needed. But who's going to stay up at 2 a.m.? People work during the day. They need their sleep. I guess. 
Night now, 2 to 5 a.m. is like infomercial realm. Mm-hmm. So... Grody. Could you imagine if the test was all day and then you had your three hours of precious TV and it was infomercials? No, thank you. Yeah, I pass. Also on this episode, I kept saying, baby, why did I do that? You need to stop me, baby. Yeah. I can't keep that up, baby. What? I don't know why. Why All right. I don't know. I was just in a baby kind of mood. Quit. All right, I will quit. I can't guarantee that. I. How about a maximum of one baby per episode? How about a maximum of one baby uh, per lifetime? Okay, let me get it out of the way then. No, you've already done it. Let's get this out of the way, baby. Wonderful. Hey, let's get back to that review. I can't wait to see what happens. Can you? Nope. Poor Red, his significant other just got killed. Bummer. What's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. Stay tuned. Bye, everybody. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So then the TV goes to the emergency broadcast system test. Again, youngin. When TV was not 24 hours a day, they did that before and after at the end and beginning of the TV day. Because if there was, like, a nuclear war... Wait. Yes? Beginning and the end of the TV day? Okay. Stations didn't show things 24 hours back then. They'd take a break from, like, 5 or 6 a.m. to midnight or 2 a.m. So there'd be just, like, 4 to 6 hours of nothingness. What? People didn't want to stay awake and run the station, and they didn't have the programming to show things. So just the stations would be, like... Bye. So they'd always do this test before and after, because what if there's a nuclear war? You had to have the equipment ready so that the TV would be ready to go. But I'm still on the part of the TV was not 24 hours. So. That's crazy. You just watched Mandy. Uh Uh-huh. And you're hung up on, there wasn't TV 24 hours in a row. I just. I, I seriously did not know this. Oh, you're being serious. I thought you were being facetious. Yes, no. that is a thing. Back when I was a child, I would stay up late and watch TV, and around 2 o'clock, they'd sign off, and they'd say, See you tomorrow, baby. They wouldn't think, say that. Well, yeah, that'd be kind of gross. I seriously didn't know that. Well, it's true. Once again, I have taught you something, and good job on me. So, it... Goes to cartoon, Mandy. It goes in from, like, real to cartoon to... We see animated Mandy. She turns into a zombie. Mm-hmm. You well, want to relate that to what happened? Is it just her dying and crumbling away and she comes back to life? Is that, like, his dream that he wishes that would happen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. And then he goes to the bathroom and he drinks vodka and he grunts and screams and cries And then he pours the vodka on the wounds, and then he's just crying on the toilet, which is totally a me thing. That is totally a you thing. What would make you scream and cry and drink like that? That there's no Cheddar Goblin. (laughs) So, (laughs) that's fair. That's fair. Someday, there will be a Cheddar Goblin, and he will salve, salve your wounds. Is that a word? I don't know. It is. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm not a dictionary. S-A-L-V-E. Salve. He'll make your wounds better. Okay. So then, Red's like, he's like, 
I gotta shut this shit down. Like, this is fucked up. So he goes to a mobile home. Mm-hmm. And it says, fuck off, on the trailer. Is that a trailer home, or is that your apartment? Yes. Both? Yes. So he goes to see his friend Carruthers. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the Reaper. He's come for the Reaper. And what is the Reaper? A crossbow. And why does he need it? To kill the demons. He says he's going hunting. Yep. Wink. Uh, and then I think his friend knew what he was going hunting for before he even said, because he of was course. like, if you're going hunting, I have some other things uh, you can use. Yep. And then he said, um... <laughs> <laughs> And then, I know what you're he was talking. Say. He was talking about knives, right? Or was he talking, talking about, about the arrows? Okay. And then he said that they can cut through bone like a fat kid on cake. Valid. Understood. That's some sharp arrows. Like, I completely understood. So, if, how fast could you eat a cake? I don't know. Fast? Why would you eat one? Would you eat it as fast as those arrows could cut through bone? No. Okay. Why would I do that? I don't... Because you want to savor it more? Is that yeah. why you would... Okay, that's fair. I'm just seeing if the analogy was correct. Well, you're not a fat kid. Well, I think he was just saying that they were sharp. No, I really thought he meant he was being serious and... No, Dad! I <laughs> No, like not fast, but just sharp. You're right. They are sharp. Don't give me that look. You're lucky the viewers aren't here because they would totally chastise you. Why? Because you're mean? being get you in trouble because you're being rude to your elders. You're slightly well, elder. Well, respect me and I'll respect you, biatch. I'm your slightly elder. Be nice to me. I got you. I got a couple of years on you. Yeah, 30. <laughs> so he says that uh, they're, they're hunting Jesus freaks that litter on fire. And he said that they were the weirdo hippie type. Gnarly psychos. Crazy evil. And then we learn... The Black Skulls. The Black Skulls is what the leather-clad, supernatural Mm -hmm. biker gang was called. And then, yep, the biker gang, uh, black bikes, only seen at night. And then you learn about the special LSD. um, And ever since they took that... Take it. (laughs) I'm kidding. Don't do drugs, everybody. Well, <laughs> talk to her. Message her. Please don't. She'll hook you up with her I don't dealer. Want to talk about this. I'm kidding. Straight edge, baby. And then he, uh, I think his friend says that the odds aren't good in mm. fighting them. Yep, he'll probably die. He doesn't care. He's got nothing to live for. Yeah. Mandy was his all. Yep. And then he goes into welding an axe slash sword, like. First, we're at the next segment, because we're at Spirit River. Oh, I didn't write that down. Oh, my apologies. That's not the next segment. It's like, that's where they hang out. They hang out at Spirit River. Oh, okay. So, yes, he's at a forge. He's hammering metal. Which, how does he know how to do this? Red can do everything. He's a manly lumberjack who eats cheddar goblin mac and cheese and has the love of his life and knows about the planets. He can do everything. Including going to a forge, making a badass axe sword, and being badass. What I want to know is how he made that so fast. Like, he made that in, like, a day. 
Yeah. And normally. How hard is it to you melt the metal? Normally it takes longer than that. Oh, are you a blacksmith now? Yeah. Oh, my apologies. So it does take longer, black, according to Blacksmith Virginia. Yes. Hey, this is the first time we learned the title of the movie. Mandy. Mandy, because it, it took this long for them to reveal what the movie was called. Because this is the segment called Mandy. So, and he uses his crossbow to take them out because they're riding down the road and he's waiting for them. He's driving like a bat out of hell, first of all. Mm-hmm. And yep. And then he tries to run them over once he gets one of them off the bike. But they I guess they're just so strong that they flip the car. Yep. And then another cartoon and it's a woman. It's animation. It's not a cart. You make it sound like the Smurfs are on TV. That would be better. How dare you? Ooh, Mandy Spurf. Mandy Spurf. I want to watch the Spurfs. That sounds like a good show. What would that be about? Spurfs. Oh, thank you. Spurf you. <laughs> Fuck you. Mandy Spurf and Red Spurf. So anyway. So yes. it's a woman in the water with red eyes. Well, first it's like a scenic view and then they go down into the water. And then it's a woman in the it's water Mandy. with red eyes. Yes, it's Mandy. You assume that all of these cartoons are about Mandy. You don't have to assume. They are. I have a six. And then Red wakes up and he's in like, I don't know, this like... They handcuff his arm to a pipe. And then he's nailed. His other hand is nailed to the floor. They're badass. They're like, "Uh uh-uh, there's no way he's getting out of here. But little do they know, he's fucking Red. He can do everything. Yeah. And then the biker comes up to him, because he's, like, screaming. He's like, get me the fuck out of here. And the biker comes up to him, and he cuts his shirt. Oh. And the biker's like, you have a death wish. And uh, uh, Red says, I don't want to talk about that. And then... Uh, so he tries to, like, loosen the bar. You forgot your favorite line. You cut my favorite shirt. That was my favorite shirt. Close enough. Well, uh, yeah, I guess and that's said when that when you later. were, And that's when you were, like, even more perplexed. Is this a comedy? This is dead serious. Because the way he said it, it was like, is this supposed to be funny? If someone cut your favorite shirt, wouldn't you say, hey. Do I have a favorite shirt? I don't know, do you? I don't know, I wear the same five outfits. That's true, you're like a fucking... My subway shirt. You're like on Doug. Doug? Disney cartoon Doug. You just wear like the same outfit over and over. I guess every cartoon does, because it's easier to draw. Don't give me that face! Don't back sass me, young lady. (laughs) They don't know. So they punch Red. He's got a weird voice. Uh, And Red... Ooh, that is. Do that again. Uh, you have a death wish. I hope the microphone picked that up, because that was spot on. Was it really? Yeah. I was just pulling shit out of my ass. What else is new? Thanks for phoning <laughs> it in yet again on another episode. <laughs> you're welcome. Red goads him on, though. He says, you're a vicious snowflake. Damn! Ooh, in 2019, that would be like a full-on backhand, because once you call someone a snowflake, it's over. Mm-hmm. And, but it works. Yeah. Because the evil biker being gets mad. Goes off on him, but Red, being Superman that he is, breaks the pipe mm-hmm. 
and he <laughs> kicks the biker into a hole that's conveniently right next to him. That happens. Look, sometimes things are coincidental and work just because they are, not for convenience and deus ex machina. Then he finds a box cutter. Well, he, first, he unnails himself. He, he pulls like, the nail out of his hand. Gross. Okay, let's imagine. You never had me imagine anything. Good thing I'm here to advance the storyline. So imagine you had a nail in your hand. I'm Jesus. <laughs> oh man, the, the Bible world would, is screwed. The Bible would have nowhere near as much traction if you were the holy one in the Bible. Someone would be like, oh Jesus, what am I supposed to do? Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay, you're getting sacrilegious here. You're going to get in trouble. Oh, forgive me. Whoa, that was pretty Jesus-like. <laughs> Maybe you are the Messiah. Whoa! Whoa! So yes, he pulls the nail out of his hand. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Well, you were doing a just, just imagine, just imagine. What? You were doing just an imagine thing. What is just imagine? You were saying, now just imagine. And where's that from? You! Just a second ago, you were like... No, I said just imagine, but then why were you singing this song? Just imagine, just imagine. Because you never said just imagine. You were just going into the next part of the thing. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) Just imagine, just imagine. No, no! Is that better? What part were you telling me to just imagine? Imagine you had a nail in your hand and oh. you had to pull it out. I see now. Disregard that last minute. <laughs> Editor. No, keep it in. <laughs> Imagine you had a nail in your hand uh-huh. and someone was going to beat you up and you still had vengeance to carry out. How would I text? For your father who was set on fire in front of you. How, How would you text? <laughs> Is that what you do? Is Where's my phone? Oh, fuck. I'm screwed. There's a nail in my hand. I can't text properly. Ooh, there's a Bulbasaur here. Let me catch that ah, bitch. shit. <laughs> Ooh, I got to Snapchat this. Get your, put your phone down right now. There's no Bulbasaur out there. We're going to see. Ugh. So as you said earlier, if you don't put that phone down, no, no. you don't need that fucking Rattata. Yes, I do. All right. So he finds a box cutter. Then he goes upstairs. And what does he see? A porno. He sees porno on the TV. He's in a weird room with a dead body and a sleeping girl. I'm sorry, woman. Wait. He's in a room where there's a dead body and a woman, like, sleeping beside it. What? I guess I completely missed that part. And then you got the Black Skulls watching porn, doing cocaine! I'm down. I you're think down. Now you're like, ooh. Things are looking up. Yeah. I thought these were the bad guys. Porno, uh, coke. LSD, uh, blood. LSD, I'm I'm fucking down. (laughs) So Red tries to stab one of the black skulls. Mm -hmm. And we get some close quarters fighting. He gets thrown through a table. But Red does stab him. Mm -hmm. And the blood comes a squirting out of that guy. And what does Red do? Okay. Let me let me continue. Red starts maniacally laughing. Maniacally laughing. Oh, does he? He does. Did you not watch any more of the movie? Damn. Where do your notes cut off? Woke up the end. <laughs> the TV gets shot out. 
And then Red snaps the guy's neck. Yes. Well, and then so he, then he starts sparring with another one, and he's like, "You cut my favorite shirt, mm-hmm. the one that he threw down the hole earlier." He's like, "You cut my favorite shirt." He said it again because he did say it earlier, mm-hmm. and then he's, he's still pissed about this shirt. To be fair, it was a pretty badass shirt. Forty-four. Forty-four. Do you know what forty-four means? There's lots of rumors, but I'm not going to go into them because they seemed really sketchy as to what they were. But okay. know that the number is 44. It's a New York Yankees shirt. Oh, okay. What, whose number was that? That was Reggie Jackson's number. Reggie Jackson was a baseball player that hit a lot of home runs, and he was really awesome. And he was a good person. He had a candy bar named after him, the Reggie Bar. I know the Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth was named not after Babe Ruth, though. What? It was named after a literal baby Ruth. Did I just blow your brain up with that? I'm fucking over it. And that's Almond Joy. stupid. Almond Joy was because... There's um, an almond in it and it gives you joy? Yeah, because a candy bar washed up on a desert island. What? And the people Whoa. on the island were like, we haven't eaten in 10 days. We're so happy. And those people were the Mars Brothers. No way. Yeah. And they got off that island... No way. And... You are shitting me right <laughs> No! Now. Yeah, I know. Uh, so good stuff. So here's... So Red snaps his neck, and then he takes a big fucking sniff of cocaine. I'm down. He, I like, with Red. puts some on the knife, and he, I mean... Like, he, old school gangster type shit. How do you know old school gangster type shit when okay, it comes to cocaine? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. New school gangster type shit. Is this how kids do nowadays? This should be old school because it's 1983. Yeah. So he sees his axe sword and he grabs it. Mm -hmm. And then he finds the crossbow. Yep. And knives. He finds the uh, mason jar of LSD and it's like gray. It's like a dark green ooze I wrote. It's like not an appealing color. Oh, I thought it was like dark gray. But, and we don't really know what it is, but we find out later, yes, that it is the well, LSD because, like, they drink. After he just takes like a little, like literally, fingertip. like a little fingertip, mm-hmm. he goes on like a huge LSD trip. So you're like, oh shit, that's the LSD they were talking about. Yeah, his mind is blown. But taking the LSD shows him where to go next because he sees this big radio tower. Did you miss that? I, yeah. He, I mean, I saw the LSD part. I just did, I was just like, okay, it's just showing he's on LSD. In his vision, though, they cut to a tower, and he knows that's my next stop. Because he's amazing. He knows. Vengeance. Vengeance is steering him towards glory. Ooh, that's okay. good. That should be a tagline for a movie. Vengeance is steering him towards glory. Fast Furious 9. I'm totally down. So then he fights the third biker person, and yep. he keeps saying... We had to rewind a few times because we could not understand what he was saying. But he says, she still burns. Oh, what a fucking dick. What a dick. 100%. So black, the Black Skull is guarding this flaming car. Red hits him with an arrow right mm-hmm. in the neck, and yep. he pulls the arrow out. He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> that's my carotid artery, but that's fucking nothing. He does not say that. No. But that's basically what he's Doing. implying yeah. by his actions. So they, then, they fight. Red knocks him into the car and sets him on fire. And then he sets a cigarette with the pl- 
with uh, with uh, the biker's flames. Is this the cigarette from before? Because it looked like it a barely lit cigarette. Like, yeah. And again, you were like, okay, I don't understand any of this movie, but I have to take umbrage with that. What do you mean umbrage? Umbrage is I take offense. Oh, I, yeah. I've never heard that, but okay. Okay, write that down. That's another word you've learned. I also, every episode, I want to teach you one new word. So this time it's umbrage. Do you take umbrage to me teaching you new words? Yes. All right. So he uh, takes the ATV to the tower where there's a hangar underneath. Well, he takes one of their dirt bikes. He does. It's not That's really an ATV. Motor- it's the oh. like the four wheeler. Okay. Well, it's more like yeah, it's more a dirt bike, not a yeah. motorcycle. So yeah. they aren't. I guess. Well, I mean, I guess they are biker gangs, but when you hear a biker gangs, but you're right. They had some of the four wheeler AT- ATVs. They weren't all motorcycles. And then you see a guy, and he's making LSD. Yeah, he's making the little stamps that you put the LSD on, then you stick it on your tongue, and then you get the LSD effect. You're learning so much. You're growing well, up in front of me. For some reason, I put mouth breather there. I wrote mouth breather because I said that because I thought the guy making the LSD was the mouth breather. No, he was just another jagoff. Okay. Mouth breather comes back but later. Then, so he has like a tiger in there with him. He has, in a Lizzie, cage. he has Lizzie the tiger. And then he sets the tiger free, and then there's bugs on the ground, like mm-hmm. these like huge centipede looking things. You make it sound like this is confusing. And then the tiger's got the moon backdrop, and it's roaring. It's all majestic and magical. What does that look? This is good stuff. So, <laughs> quit showing me Pokemon Go. There is a Bulbasaur. Oh, all right. You're right. I did say there was a Bulbasaur outside. So. You said that there was not. But anyways, Technology, the... you have proven me wrong yet again. Much like doing a podcast with you. Yeah. So, and then you see the guy making LSD. He says, um, they did you so wrong. And then he, he says north, right? Yeah, head north. Head north. And then you see another cartoon, Mandy. And she finds a stone in, uh, like, it's like this huge, big, black panther type thing. And she pulls out a stone from it. Very reminiscent of the, a lot of this animation is reminiscent of uh, the movie Heavy Metal. Which was kind of a D and D fantasy style animation that was very realistic, and a lot of the animation seems a little borrowed from that style. There's a green orb in Heavy Metal that is very integral to mm-hmm. the movie. Okay, but then um, so he heads to a forest type area, and he wakes up. The best part of the movie, there's like a little lizard, and it's like smiling at him. There's a little lizard and a babbling brook. And then it's like, and then it kind of... That was not the best part of the movie, but it was very adorable. The little lizard smiling? All right. That was the best part of the movie. That's fair. And then it, it's like a, I don't know, it goes from like a forest to a Grand Canyon type setting. Yeah. Like a desert. Yeah. And then, so he's like trucking through it, and then... Red kills um, Brother Swan. Mm-hmm. Oh, because he says, she burned brightly, Mandy. And he's like, fuck, fuck you. 
and he takes Axor and he jams it in his mouth and he mm-hmm. twists it. Yep. And there's so much blood. Oh, yeah. A lot of blood. Then I think he let Lucy go because Lucy was with um, Brother Swan, too, and it didn't show him killing her. So I think he let her go. I agree with you. I do think that she was an innocent pawn. Yes. And so he sent her off. Mm-hmm. And then he kills the fucking is, window guy. This is where car. he... That, that's Mouth Breather Jones. Okay, well, he kills him. Kills him. God. He throws axe sword at his head. Mm-hmm. Smacks him. And then... He finds a chainsaw, and he sees another guy, and he's, like, walking towards him, and he's trying to fire it up. And it's just, like, not doing fucking shit. But he's like... Meanwhile, other guy has a chainsaw twice as big. Yes. Which was just weird. But, and then he, like, so then they go into, like, a chainsaw fight, and... Before Red can start his, he knocks the other guy's chainsaw into him. Yep. And... There's punching... Yeah. Chainsaws, bad guy laughs. Bad guy thinks he's got him. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Nope. And then he, like, pulls into chainsaw. Like- Red grabs a chain, swings it around the guy's neck, and he pulls oh, him onto right. the chainsaw. Right, right, right. Okay, I Would you like to hear my chainsaw? No. Okay, well, I guess yes, because I did the same thing. Thank you. <clears throat> so then, <laughs> you already done it. I did it again. It was so good. That was not a real chainsaw. That was me, folks. Oh yeah. Thanks for the clarification. So then, Red goes into a room with a cross, like, like so this giant pyramid. Where did this pyramid come from? Where the fuck did the idea for this movie come from? Dad? From a genius, Dad, no. wrapped in majesty and brilliance. That's where this movie came Definitely from. Definitely not. Then he crawls into a space below the church. He picks up a book and throws it away. Who knows? Oh, I guess I didn't see that part. I don't know. He does go downstairs, and then he sees the old woman uh, crying, and oh my fuck, she's like. The uh, Jeremiah, she says, I'm his favorite. She says, I'm the most sensual lover he's ever had because of her sensitivity. And I'm like, uh, what the fuck? She offers for Red to make love to her. And, and then we cut to Jeremiah. So what happened with the old woman? We'll never know. Right. Well, he... Psych. Ha. Well, Jeremiah starts talking to him because he knows he's there. And then, um, I don't remember what he said, but then he throws the old woman's head at Jeremiah. Yeah, Red throws the old woman's head and Jeremiah Mm -hmm. shrieks like a little baby. Yes, and then the room turns red and black. And he's like, you can't harm me, man. Yes. You're all mine. You're just meat. You're an animal. There's no radiant light. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Red Whoa. talks about the psychotic drum, like psychotic drones. That's what this cult is. Okay. You, you you tuned out at this point, didn't you? You shut down. Well, I think I was more into um, like his voice changes because at one moment he'd be like, it'd be really deep, and he'd be like, and then it'd be like, he definitely has these mood swings between. I am all-powerful and great, and Satan has given me all this power to, ah, don't hurt me. That's what he says. Please don't hurt me. Yep. And then Jeremiah says he can save Red's body and soul. Yep. And Red makes him get on his knees, yep. and Jeremiah is like, 
<laughs> the best line of the movie. I'll suck your dick. He's such a coward. Uh, but then, like, right after that, he's like, I don't kneel before you, you kneel before me. Throughout this whole movie, it's either, eh, sniveling worm, or... I'm all great and powerful yes. and mighty. Which one do you think he's closer to? We know, just kidding. And then Red says, I am your god now. Oh. Damn. Snap. And he crushes Jeremiah's head. With his hands. Yeah. Eyes, blood, loud crunches. Do you think you could crush somebody's head with your hands? Yeah, for sure. What would cause you to crush somebody's head? They got your order wrong at McDonald's. They gave you a Dr. Pepper instead of a... They gave you a Diet Coke instead of a Dr. Pepper. Well, no, because I didn't do it. No, would if someone did that to you... Yeah, someone already has, and I didn't do it. You didn't crush their head then? No, so it has I was to be like, a oh, more. this is upsetting, but... All right. I'll get over it. You've learned so much. Oh, thanks. Save your vengeance for things that matter. Like when I'm in a bag and set on fire. I want you to go after those people. Odds are that will happen sooner than you think. So be ready. Yes, because there's so many cults in the world. Actually, I would not be surprised if there really was like a whole probably ton of cults. Probably. Blah. So Red throws his lighter on him to burn him down. Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And then he lights up the cave and the church, and flashbacks to when. Well, then he like goes to a car. Well, we see the pyramids in flames behind him as he's doing that badass action movie walk. Yep. Like, uh, nothing can phase me. And then flashbacks to when Mandy and Red first met. They're in the car together. And he's, like, looking over. And she... They're both looking over at each other, but it's a figment of his imagination. And he's covered in blood. Yes. He looks fucking chaotic. He looks maniacal. Mm -hmm. She's smoking. She's smiling. They're together again in some way. And then it cuts out to... The car driving away, but then it's like, it looks like they're on a different planet. There's light and moons and planets, and again, it's one of those fantasy drawings that Mandy was very adept at. And then we cut to credits, stinger at the end of the movie, where they show more drawings of Mandy's. You tuned out at that point. I was like, I'm fucking done. The credits have rolled, I am done. So you did it. Yeah. You watched Mandy. And you're better off for it. No, yes, we'll get oh. we'll get there. We'll talk about that later. Because right now, after all that sweet, sweet Mandy action, it's time for some tasty, tasty action. Add in action. I got we gotta save time, so I'm just blending words. Some <laughs> big word good or small word good, big word bad. Ah. Somebody's watching The Office. I'm so proud of her. But we'll get to that later. Right now, it's ad time. Bye. Bye. Hey, Troy. Hey, Virginia. I heard you guys are watching Mandy. What a wild movie. You know, you can order a Cheddar Goblin on eBay. I don't sell them, but I got lots of cool stuff like videos and shoes and DVD-Rs and, I don't know, t-shirts. I got all sorts of cool stuff and collectibles, lots of hats. So check it out. I'm at Trilly Zane P. That's at T-R-I-L-L-Y-Z-A-N-E-P on Twitter, Instagram, and of course on eBay. Back to the movies.
Do you know the only thing better than that ad we just heard, Virginia? What? Buying the things that were in that ad. Yes. Spend all that money. I'm making it rain right now. You can't see that, but Virginia will vouch for me. Yes. All right, that's enough making it rain. It's time for my favorite segment. What is it, Virginia? Fun facts. Fun facts. We really need to record that hit single, Fun Facts. Yeah. But who couldn't sing that for us? Me. You're going to sing it? Yeah. Who's going to... Are you going to have like a guest star with it or it's just going to be you? It can be you too. Yes. <laughs> All right. Look for Fun Facts. How would we spell that? we got to spell it a cool way so the kids like it. F-U-N-F-A-C-T-Z. Perfect. <laughs> fun Facts. So here's some fun facts. The song that the actually co- yes, Casey, Casey. That's it. Fun facts. C K Z, nailed it. Look out, Billboard. We're coming for you. Boom boom, bang bang. So remember when our favorite cult leader Jeremiah Sands plays his album song, and Mandy is none too impressed. Yeah. That song is called Amulet of the Weeping Maze, and it became a bestseller on Bandcamp. So you can run out and purchase that song right now. Cool. Virginia, slow down. Virginia, we're still doing a podcast. Virginia, don't run over that computer. <laughs> I don't think Virginia was too impressed with that song, but neither well, was Mandy. I don't Mandy. know what Bandcamp is. You don't know what Bandcamp is? No. Bandcamp. I guess we don't talk about it. Well, we talk about it with our TV theme creators. They have a page on Bandcamp. That's where a band can create a page. Oh! You're down? Okay, I understand now. Many of our bands that we cover have a Bandcamp page. Yes. Okay, it took me a second. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. And you can go on Bandcamp and buy that song. Oh, okay. So, after the show... We're Buy gonna, it. We're oh. going to hop on Bandcamp. Well, it doesn't do anything for us. I don't even think you liked it, but not did Mandy. I, I don't know. So you're in good company. I don't remember. I was listening to him talk. I know. You were enraptured with his voice. You were like, oh, I wish I was in his cult. He's so dreamy. I'm waving like I'm in a trance as I say this. I don't need to be a part of a cult. I'm good. Good answer. I don't, you don't need to be a part of a cult either, other than the cult of TV and a movie. That's a lame-ass cult. We don't even kill people. <laughs> so we need to work on that, or just not be a cult? Both. There, there's some people that are probably on the list. None of our listeners, of course. No. All the non-listeners. <gasps> So the tons of millions of people who aren't going to listen, so watch you, out. You eight people that are listening, you're safe. Everyone else, look out. <laughs> Fun fact number two. When Red goes to visit Carruthers to get his crossbow, what was it called again? The Reaper. Yes. When he goes to get the Reaper, you will see in the background... Cheddar Goblin boxes. What? So Carruthers is a big Cheddar Goblin fan. We it, are too. It, we are too. It looked great. I'd be all I up in that. I love when goblins throw up on me. You do? How many times has this happened? Like all the time. I Have I been here on the wrong days? Or? Yeah. All right. 
So maybe next time we'll have some video. Maybe you can get a selfie of a goblin throwing up on you. Do they throw up mac and cheese also? Uh-huh. Wow. So you're never lacking mac and cheese. Right. Does it taste odd because it comes from a greml- from a goblin's belly? You get over it. All right. Fair enough. So there's a good learning curve where at first it's got like a twinge of goblin acid, but then after a while it's like, oh, I expect that flavor when I eat yeah. it. All right. So check out Cheddar Goblin now with extra goblin stomach acid. Yum. New flavors coming soon. <laughs> what other flavors would there be for Cheddar Goblin? Cheddar's already in the name. Goblin booty hole. Goblin booty? What that flavor be? I, never, I don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't even want to know. Let's move on. <laughs> I have one more fun fact. Okay. Writer and director of the movie, Panos Cosmatos. I'm probably horribly butchering that, but that's his name. You tried. I did try. He wanted Nicolas Cage to play Jeremiah Sands, the cult leader. Uh Uh-huh. But Cage wanted to play Red, and Panos thought Nicolas Cage was too old to play Red. they So they tabled it for about a year. And then a year later, they met and they explored the themes of love and personal life. And Panos felt confident that Nicolas Cage could pull it off. I thought the casting went well. Well, I agree. I don't, I don't think I could see him as Jeremiah. I couldn't either. I could not see him telling another man to suck his dick. No, I could never see him saying that, though. Right. He would definitely be the one demanding it, not asking for it. Right. Because he's Nicolas Cage. Yeah. But part of what might have led into him doing a great job at the role is that Nicolas Cage's marriage to Alice Kim, a 14-year marriage, it ended at that time. Aww. So some say that he channeled that sadness and anger into his performance. Aww. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Sigh, but... Dad. He, what? I just want to cry now. That's no. So I'm sure he's ending up Landing on his feet, that everything's going well. He's Nicolas Cage. I guess. We rooting for you, Nick, avid listener. You're you're on the list of people we will not kill. Because you would come back to us. That's true. If we tried to kill him, he would not die, and he would come and kill us. That'd make for a good episode, though. Oh yeah. We'd have to make sure the mic's running. The entire as he, time, yeah. As he jams. That means we can never have the mic off in case. Who knows? Ooh, that's true. But we want to record up to, like, when he jams the axe sword into our mouths. We can cut and whatever. That's true. Just make sure when you find that recording that you send it to our editor so she can piece it together. Yes, please. Please. The fans definitely want to hear us getting an axe sword stuck into our mouths. I mean, for all they know, it may be something else. They can only hear nuts. That's true. And for all they know, the way I talk, I already have one stuck, like there, I already already have one stuck in my mouth. I promise I'm fine. I'm not having a stroke. I'm good. I'm good. You're getting there. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. And on that note of making fun of my ever-impending march towards death, (laughs) let's talk about a lighter subject. Let's talk about... Movie snacks. Yum, yum, yum. When we're watching Mandy... Ew. What? Yum, yum, yum. Movie snacks are yum, yum, yummy. I'm sorry. 
Movie snacks are quite tasty. I cannot wait to chew on them. Is it better? better. Is it a little better? All right. When we sit down to watch Mandy, what are we going to have in front of us? Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, obviously. Are we going to hunt down some Cheddar Goblin? Yeah. All right. Cheddar Goblin, Mac and Cheese. Bloody Marys. Bloody Marys, because there's a lot of blood in this movie. And to top it off, yeah? a side of LSD and Coke. Wait a second. I'm down. I don't know if that is considered a snack. You know what we could have for a snack, though? What? Little Nicolas Cage, because he's quite a snack. Ew! Is he not? You can have your own man candy. I'm good. All right. That's fair. I think he's a snack. But yes, okay, we'll top off our movie snacks with LSD and cocaine. Okay. Yum, yum, yum. That that deserves a yum, yum, yum. Before this movie, you need a good trip to understand it. That's fair. That's fair. It wouldn't hurt. You'd probably... Couldn't make it worse. Couldn't make it worse. Well, that's Maybe. your opinion. Maybe I like it more. We'll find out in the next segment. But first, it's time for... <gasps> Hilly's Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro-Am Fun Run Race for the Cure Random Office Quote. Nailed it. Nailed it. Hilly, take us to Dunder Mifflin. It's not my fault. I was exposed to Harry Potter. Hilly, you've done it again. A one job. What voice can't you do? You can do everything. Everything. I agree. Nigh perfect. So now, let's go into best and worst. Best and worst. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? It doesn't matter. All right. I'm going to go first. You want positive or negative? Negative. Okay. Negative about Mandy is... That imagining of more than the entire universe get destroyed by a cult just out of pettiness and vindictiveness and no reason to do so is heart-wrenchingly horrible and sad. And that is easily my least favorite thing about this movie. Total worst negative. What is yours? Um... When he asks Lucy to come into the room. When Jeremiah does. Yes. Dirty man. Yes. Uh, Because you could tell she just didn't want to. Yes. Uh, When the old lady was telling Red how much of a sensual lover she was. Like, old lady, get the fuck off of me. Yeah. Nasty bean. Yeah. Um, And then, what was the other part? You said when Jeremiah... Oh, got naked. When he opened oh. up that robe. Ew, get out of here. I don't want to see yourself. But let's also say, isn't it nice in a world where it's nonstop female nudity to see the tables turned in this movie? Yes. But honestly, when they brought her in there and I kind of knew it was going to happen, I was like, oh no, they're going to show him raping her or something. And I was like, uh... No! Like, I was about to be like, uh-uh, I'm done. But, 
like, well, yes, that's good. I, this movie was just not good. Wait a second. We're not ready for ratings yet because we're ready to talk bests. Okay. Okay. My best was the overall arc of seeking revenge for the person, again, the person you love most in all the world. And the way he systematically had to destroy all these people and all these things in order to avenge your death. That gets me every time if it's done well. And I'd say mission accomplished because he did everything he could to hoist her memory up high and vindicate her as much as he could. That is my best. Your best is? My best is when Jeremiah um, offered to suck Red Stick. Why is that your favorite? Because he's such a bitch. He is. That's true. It just didn't seem like... Th- it's your best. I am not going to discount your best. That's just not where I was expecting... I was pretty sure you'd be down with the Cheddar Goblin. I guess. You guess? Yeah. All right. Well, your best is Jeremiah being pathetic. Yep. All right. That's our best and worst. I guess there's only one thing we can do, and that is final ratings. Well, there's a bunch of things we could do. But the one thing we're going to do is final ratings. Since it's my movie, I'll go first. Okay. So get your rating ready. Okay. This movie has everything. It had comedy. It had horror. It had supernatural biker gangs. It had the ultimate revenge movie. It had great-looking gore. It had lovely, wonderful visuals. It had everything you can imagine. And when a movie has everything you can imagine and it is done well, guaranteed, I will love it. So, I love this movie. No, I don't always get what's going on, but it was just visually and mentally satisfying and stunning and wonderful. And so on a scale of 1 to 10... LSD trips. On a scale of 1 to 10 LSD trips, I am giving this 10 LSD trips. Yes? Bad. Well, tell me what you thought. Again, I'm showing you movies that I love. I love this movie. And I'm almost positive that you're going to love this movie too. So take it away, Virginia. So, (laughs) as much as you could probably tell from my remarks on how much I love this movie. I feel like watching this for the first time for the podcast was not the best time to first watch it because there was just so much going on and I was trying to write everything down and I there's just so much that I was confused 95% of the time. And so I feel like if I had watched it before and then watched it for the um, podcast, I feel like I'd be a little bit better of understanding or just knowing kind of what was going on as much as that probably is not true. Um, But on that note, I'm going to rate it two and a half. LSD trips! Two and a half LSD trips! As much as I love LSD trips, even though I've never tried LSD, yes. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to watch this movie again. No. 
without you having to take notes uh, on LSD. Uh, I'm down. And we'll give you the full report during our intermission. Yep. So look for it Washing goes from Man. all blood and gore to oh rainbows and unicorns and is that what other you think? Shit. Is that what you think happens when you take LSD? I mean, that's what they show you in movies. That's true. Kind of like oh multicolored dragon and shit. I don't know. Well, I accept your review. Two and a half. That seems awfully low for all this. That's the lowest I've ever given. That is. I probably mean, the lowest I will ever give. Like, I will probably not even give Jaws that low. Of wow. Alright. Two and a half LSD trips. That gives us a total of... Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. Oof. Oof. But... I trust your judgment. I have failed in winning you over. Yeah, sadly. That's okay. I did my best. I still love this movie. I think it's visually stunning. I don't need to go into it again. You heard what I said. I stand by my 10 out of 10. That's fine. Aw, thank you for signing off by saying my viewpoints are perfectly acceptable. I appreciate it. No problem. And on that note, next time... I have a feeling we'll watch a movie that you'll like more. Because it's your pick. I would hope so. Maybe. Do you think you'd pick a movie that you hate? Psst. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Maybe next well, episode. Well, next time I don't, I don't hate the movie we've picked. Okay, but shh. Oh, shh. We can't tell them. No. We can't tell them that we actually plan ahead and think oh, things no. out. They, they can't know we think things. No, they need. they think that our enduring charm is stumbling and bumbling through episode after episode without even... Knowing what movie, with with having barely watched the movie we're talking about. Oh, God bless your souls. Aw. Their souls for listening? For thinking that we are smart and do things productive. Aw, that is nice. We Aww. appreciate that. So, on that note, rate and review us on iTunes. Or wherever sounds come into your head that resemble radio, but they're delivered through a computer or some kind of electronic portable hardware. They'll be able to find stuff from that, right? Uh-huh. Just type that into your search engine. Sounds that sound like radio, but are traveled and transferred through some conveyance of computer or electronic portable device. Right? Yes. Okay. Check us out on social media. Virginia, you're always good at this. What is our <laughs> social... Blah, 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 blah. That's why I'm not good at this. Virginia, what are our social media handles? We're at... Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. What would they type in the search engine so that they could discover those pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter? TNV. Or TV and a movie. You're so close. TV and a movie. No caps. At TV and a movie on all three of those. Yeah. And you'll find us. I always get confused. I know you get confused. It's okay. But this time you're going to get it right. So remember, at TV and a movie on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to email us, it's at TNV at TV and a movie.com. That is capital T and capital V at TV and a movie.com. You can email us fun facts you know or corrections that we don't know. We don't care. We don't care. You know that by now. You can send us movies we should do. Like. We- Anything. Anything. We may not watch it. We may watch it. We may watch it and not talk about it. 
we may talk about it without watching it. That would probably be weird, though. <laughs> but we, maybe we will, because we're that kind of rebel. What do we want to do this week? Um, well, since it is now officially my birthday... <gasps> Birthday traditions. So send us all your birthday traditions on what this one should do on her birthday for next future year. years. Yeah. Next year I'll be 21, so. This is not being released in the next 24 hours, so. Let me know. Send us what we can both do on our birthdays that you do that you think is fun and entertaining or or maybe even something you dread. Maybe it's something we'd like. Maybe we don't want to have a good birthday next year. Maybe we just want to slog through it. And so bad traditions would be cool, too. And our last thing is Music Spotlight. Music Spotlight. Send us your songs. We will listen. We will list them. And if you give us permission and we like them, we will play them and we'll give you all the links and the plugs. And so, on that note, this week's Music Spotlight is... Well, Mandy was a pretty messed up movie. You'd agree with that, right? Yes. So, in hand-holding celebration of that, I picked a pretty messed up artist as our music spotlight. We are going to be listening to a song by The Rudy Schwartz Project. They've been described as being laugh-out-loud fu- laugh funny. Not laugh-out-funny. Who says that? Me. You say it? When, when you think something's funny, do you say L-O-F? She will now. <laughs> Laugh out loud funny and finely honed artworks of scatological and sociological irreverence. Do you think anyone would ever say that about us? I don't even know what that means. Okay. So if that means they're awesome, then yes. All right. Fair enough. So I used to have cassette tapes of this band. Do you know what cassette tapes are? We, I think, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before. Yes. All right. I still have them. Dad, I was a 90s baby. I thought you were going to say, I was a cassette tape. That too. You What? <laughs> Is that the Mandy sequel? Yep. Where Nicolas Cage pops you into his cassette deck in his uh, car? Yep. And drives off and you're like, oh, nailed it. I'm a cassette tape and I'm driving to beat up some supernatural bikers. Nailed it. Yeah, that was pretty good. We need to make like a soundtrack of our podcast. I know we keep saying that, but we're just so great. How can we not say it? What was that laugh for? So anyway, I used to have cassette tapes. I still have them. He's been going way back. Great art. Great music. Various albums like Sam and Dave. Bowling for Appliances. Delicious Ass Frenzy. I'm down. You're down with that one? Yeah. You haven't even heard any of those songs? Nope. But you're ready. Ready. Well, you can follow the Rudy Schwartz Project on YouTube. Search for Rudy Schwartz Project. Just like it sounds. Or you can find a wide assortment of his, of his music on Apple Music. And so, for this podcast, we pulled a song from his newest album, Postal Code for Ham. And that's available... From DC Jam Records. Again, this is the Rudy Schwartz Project with the song, Your Guns. (laughs) This is not really a political endorsement. We just love the song. But maybe it's a little bit of a political endorsement. But if you hear this and you don't like it, appreciate it musically. Because he's a super talented person. 
and he deserves all your support. So go to those places, check it out, and we're out of here. So thanks for listening. We hope to hear you again. Once again, we don't know why, but we appreciate that you do. That's pretty presumptuous of us, though. Of us. Of us, though. (laughs) What is happening to me? I'm slowly dying, which is good. Ah, Dad! (laughs) No, that's bad. Death is bad. We must all overcome it and fight to keep surviving. Fuck that. That sounds bad. (laughs) I'm exhausted just saying that. But anyway, I'm Troy. I'm Virginia. And we've been... TV and a movie! What, what? You've been listening to TV and a movie. Starring Virginia. And Troy. Editing by Andrew Dudich. Fashion by me. There's no fashion. This is a podcast. Logo by Sam O, a.k.a. HRH Bunny. You can find her on Twitter at HRH Bunny or on Instagram at HRH underscore Bunny. Makeup done by me. There, again, this is a podcast. There's no makeup. Our theme song is TV Head by the Fantastic Plastics. You can find out everything about them by visiting thefantasticplastics.com. Special thanks to Ultimate Podcast Superfan Extraordinaire Esquire III, Kelly Pelesny. And Hilliam M. Butlicker. Copyright TV and a movie. Directed by me. Oh, I'm done. Also fuck your mom, but mostly fuck your guns. Fuck you, fuck you and your guns. You can fuck your mom, but mostly fuck your guns. Little Billy Bartman headed off to school. Daddy's watching Fox News, sissy's in the pool. Mommy's cooking pot roast, grandpa waves a flag. Billy puts the rifle in the satchel bag. Fuck you, fuck you and your guns. Also fuck your mom, but mostly fuck your guns. Fuck you, fuck you and your guns. You got a tiny dick, but at least you got a gun. Girls have never liked him, cause he is a putz. They don't understand him, bunch of fucking sluts. Billy's having problems, wants to join the clan. Flunking out of math, but at least he's got a plan. Daddy left a rifle hanging on the rack. Billy finds the ammo and takes it from the stack. Later in the gym, when he knows it's time to choose. Thirty corpses later, and he's on the evening news. Fuck you and your guns, also 
to fuck your mom, but mostly fuck your guns. I'd like to fuck your mom, but mostly fuck your guns. What's the matter, Jeremiah? Are you all right? No, I'm not all right. Did I do something wrong? Wrong? Everything you do is wrong. I'm so sorry, Jeremiah. Is there anything I can do to make you feel better? There is nothing you can do. It's her. I feel naked without her. Naked. Do you hear me? I... I... I said, do you hear me? Yes, Jeremiah, I hear you. Yes, Jeremiah, I hear you. Really? Because sometimes I don't think you hear anything at all. And I am truly worried about that. If you are not with me, you will not ascend. Jeremiah. Please. Just be quiet and go fetch me, Brother Swan. Okay. Oi! Said, go fetch me, brother swan. <laughs>